We're going to start with a rapid fire round. So the first one is, at what age do you want to retire? Depends on what retirement means. How long does it take you to get ready in the morning? 12 minutes. Most embarrassing moment of your life? Too many to say. Favorite color? Black. What time of day are you most inspired? Uh, I would say 10, 11 p.m. How many hours of sleep can you survive on? Four. And surviving is the term. <laughs> Fill in the blank. An upcoming technology trend is blank. Um, BioVera is an upcoming technology uh, trend that uses circularity as the cornerstone of sustainability. Uh, the city in which the best kiss of your life happened. New York. Pick one, Mark Zuckerberg or Elon Musk. Pass. The biggest mistake of your career. Not joining the sustainability uh, movement, if you want, uh, or being aware uh, about what needs to be done earlier. How do you relax? Uh, brain. How many cups of coffee do you drink? Um, cups, again, interesting measure. I would say I drink 10 to 12 espresso a day. A habit of yours that you hate? I don't. The most valuable skill you've learned in life? Adaptation. Your favorite Netflix show? Ooh. Again, so many, um, so too many. Are you an early riser or a night owl? A night. One word description of your leadership style. Hopefully thoughtful. Top priority in your daily schedule. Facilitate the work of everybody else. Ideal vacation spot. Beach. Key factor for maintaining a work-life balance. Still looking for it. Memorable career milestone. Joining one of The last song you've been listening to. Um, K-pop. <laughs> uh, Junko was at, in New York a few days ago, so getting acquainted with his music. The last movie that you saw that had an impression on you. Last movie, Almer. I've I, I'm blanking. That's okay. So that's a pass. That's a pass. That's a pass. All right. So let's go on to the bigger questions, which you can now answer with as much time and thought and ease as you like. Thank you. The first one is: Could you tell us about Modern Meadows' mission, especially in biofabrication and sustainable materials? So our mission is to uh, obviously use biofabrication as a way to eliminate animal input and minimize the use of petrochemicals. What we want to do is provide a solution or multiple solutions to the textile industry at large uh, that are um, maintaining or enhancing performance of the material that we're putting in the market. So that performance may be durability, maybe tensile strength, maybe color fastness, 
uh, but also making those material um, as performant as they are sustainable and that as scale. Uh, when we say sustainable, for us, sustainability is not only just biocontent. It's also using um, upscaling, uh, you know, using circularity also as a, as a guiding principle, which means that we are very thoughtful in the in the way we select input, uh, the processes of production, and finally the output. And in what ways does your recent partnership with Navis TubeTex uh, help with all this? Well, we we uh, we fundamentally believe at Modern Meadows that we need to partner, and we are enabling an enabling technology. So, of course, we have a, 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 as we discuss a, a biomaterial tech platform. But the way this platform is being um, adapt adapted and adopted uh, differs based on the different technology that are available in the textile industry. So, to make it simple. Do, are we going with a coated textile? Are we going with a dyeing house? Or are we going for with a tanning uh, partner? And, and Nevis allowed us to um, bring to market a technology that allows to dye textile with 95% less water and 65% less energy. So this is where the equipment manufacturer with our solution, with our bioauto solution, which is a combination of, of plant-based protein and biopolymer, bring to uh, the, the the basically all the the, the the manufacturing location which are dying textile the ability to do it in a more sustainable way and for all your work you have recently won the biofreed ITMA 2027 innovation award could you speak more about that well uh itma is is a is a if you want is a huge forum a little bit like web summit but for all the equipment chemical and anything that is related to textile and the textile industry at large and that ha happens every four four years. And they they have, like everyone else, identified the need to push technology that really um, um, uh, bring forward not only what everybody needs, which is a performance material, for material basically that have a customer. It's interesting to have uh, a sustainable uh, solution, but if it's not a solution that the market wants, nobody's gonna buy it. Therefore, you will have zero impact. So they have acknowledged that they need to push forward uh, technology that maintain that performance, but also do it in a way that is more sustainable. And this is why we were acknowledged um, in, in that forum this year. And you're also going to be speaking at World Biomarkets 2023? Yes. What's it going to be about? Uh, we have a new technology, which is, uh, uh, as I mentioned earlier, BioVera, which is a, a, a substrate, a technology, a, a material that we design. Um, and that is impregnated with our bioalloy um, uh, solutions. And this is a material that behaves, if you want, like animal hide, but has no animal input. It's plant-based protein with upcycling uh, material uh, that we put together and we um, bring to the tanners um, and they use it at the, the last part of the process, if you want, the finishing part to enrich this material to make it look and feel like leather uh, full green leather or suede. But this material, in addition to have a, a footprint maybe in water in, 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 in you know, um, green gas emission, et cetera, which is much less than leather or even synthetic, um, this material is extremely durable. It's extremely um, um, light, 25% lighter than leather. Um, and it, it, it provides industry such as footwear or automotive an alternative material to leather and synthetic, which really basically provide them the enhanced performance, 
with a, a material that is circular. Because once you've used our material, if you want to pull the things apart and send it back for recycling, it can be recycled. So in overall, your aim is to shift the demand towards a sustainable bioeconomy. Uh, can you share the principles and strategies you usually employ to achieve this? So to do that, first of all, we believe that we have to be understanding what exists in terms of infrastructure and skills around the planet to require the entire industry or the entire economy to shift and to do this fast. We need to be uh, very realistic and we need to be a drop in technology. So we start by uh, thinking about our innovation in a way that basically um, any type of industry we target can adopt it easily. The second part is we understand very well that we don't know it all and we're not great at everything. We have a core competency, which is uh, this uh, ability to combine biology and material science to create this alloy and others. Uh, but we know that in terms of manufacturing, in terms of distribution, in terms of, of even branding, others are much, much more competent than we are, all complementary. And therefore, we have created a network of partners uh, that allow us to go further, faster. And by existing, we also incentivize them to use materials that have, uh, you know, um, more sustainable. We are green chemistry. So, for example, we're working with BASF, we're working with TFL, which are huge companies in the polymer, in the chemical industry, et cetera, et cetera. On the other side, we, we work with a uh, manufacturer like Limanta, like Syntex, like Esang, like Pasubio, one material supplier to the biggest houses you can imagine, from the luxury fashion brands to the automotive industry in general. Um, but what we do is we make them um, as competitive in terms of price. We use their infrastructure. They know and they inject their know-how in what they're doing, but they're doing it in a more efficient way and in a more sustainable way. And so now that you've received your Series C funding, uh, how will Modern Meadows biofabrication technology be scaled? And what impact is anticipated on the market? Well, we are scaling uh, through our partners as we speak. So uh, I mentioned, you know, uh, the, the different partners that we have, they enable us to go to market uh, very fast. I mean, in the in the accessories, we are already um, a, a big uh, supplier, if you want, of Toy Birch, of brand like Toy Birch or clothes in the fashion industry. Um, and that we are working with, uh, as I mentioned, the Pasubio is a, a material supplier to the to the car industry in Europe. Oesan, which is a supplier of the luxury, but also footwear and and um, uh, and uh, and upholstery in Korea, we're working with them to scale up our material to provide to brands. So scalability is already there for us. We are working today with companies and brands to bring our product to market. And how is your roles, your past roles at Revlon and Positive Planet US, shaped your leadership? and everything you do at Modern Meadow? Well, I think that what was uh, interesting in, in, in my corporate life and then in, in when I, I, I was on the board with a Positive Planet is to understand that everybody um, uh, wants to do good, but there is sometimes, uh, it's, it's extremely difficult, not only for the techno-economics, and this is something that at Modern Meadow, we consider that from the get-go. So our technology is uh, price parity uh, with incumbents. Uh, but it also about the fact that globally, everybody wants to go in the right direction, but we just don't know how, or we have not access to the right technology. So it is important to 
be more out there and to present and to show the brand what we are. It also um, um, show that the solution for sustainable uh, for sustainability in general has to be at the beginning. And that's why I went from a user of technology to a, 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 a company that does develop that technology. Because by the time it was getting to L'Oreal or, or Revlon, you know, 90% of the battle was already done. I, I could optimize it, but I could not change the nature of, of the material. At Modern Metal, we create um, um, material that from the get-go are not only sustainable, but also enhance or simplify or optimize processes at the production level. So the benefit for the people and the planet, if you want, is not only in what we develop and produce, but it's also how it's being done. You know, everybody think about, oh, what is, is are you using clean energy? Is the water that using, is, is it, you know, uh, at the end, is it clean? As I said, the best, you know, the best way to do it is not to use it. And this is why we develop processes also to make sure that the way our material is produced, it's in the most sustainable way. And in what ways is the uh, increasing rise of fast fashion kind of disrupting all this in a bad way? Well, fast fashion has been has been out for a long time now. It's it's not a, a, a phenomenon that just showed up. It's it's a 10, 20 years situation, right? I think that they themselves have realized that it, it, there is a limit. Um, but I think that they are slowly uh, adopting uh, sustainable technology. I think that it's other brands and other companies are realizing that the extraction, production, and, and disposal of, of material is not the right way to continue. Um, that's a, um, we cannot be naive. Consumer will continue to consume. So it is important to bring to market uh, materials that are more, again, um, require less input, different input, and, and consume less energy and, and, um, and water in, in the process. So in this realm of like sustainable materials, what unique aspects does Modern Meadow bring to the forefront and how does it stand out in the industry? So we, as I mentioned, we are expert in protein and protein application. What we do is we harness the, the, the properties of, of protein and we use plant-based protein in the textile for the textile application, um, which can be anything from color fastness, abrasion resistance, breathability, and we bring that to material, which means, and we're material agnostic. That means that we can apply our bioalloy uh, technology on anything from cotton to wool to literally synthetic, anything you can imagine, blend, anything you can, you can imagine. And what we do is that we bring at a minimal cost and a minimal cost for the planet, if you want, those property to material which naturally didn't have them. So if you think about color, for example, uh, if you want to dye a cotton, it's going to be very complex and the color is not going to be very vibrant. That's why you usually tend to have uh, color um, blending in the in the material. You reject polyester, I mean, they blend fiber, right? Well, if you inject, if you apply the bioalloy because of the protein, your color will be extremely vibrant because we bring um, this uh, amazing uh, quality to the material. If you think about color, you think about silk, which is a natural material, right? Well, what makes silk so colorful or what could, what allows silk to take color very well is the protein in silk. So this is the type of, of things that we do um, in general. The other thing is, for example, we have developed a technology of a breathable membrane that has a high bio content 
but uh, allows material to be breathable. So basically you can, you know, imagine your outdoor jackets and, and, and those type of things, right? Um, and your, your heat, personal heat and, and, and sweat will go out, but you will be protected from the outside environment. Usually material, uh, te- chemicals such as PFAS are used in the process. Well, if you use our membrane, you will have a high biocontent membrane and you don't need to use PFAS. So again, that's a different way to approach, approach uh, sustainability. It's not only by substituting the increase the biocontent, but it's editing things that you don't want to have on, on you. And how do you go about making your business partners or uh, consumers aware of these technologies in the first place? Well, we are uh, working with uh, experts in the field, and those guys are already have tried to improve uh, their uh, their performance, both in terms of, of you know mechanical performance, like we say, but also sustainable. And they know it's not that easy, but they are looking. Everybody is looking. Honestly, everybody around the world is trying to do better, but it's it's been difficult for them to achieve that. And when they when we meet and when we show them the material and we show it works and when they try it in, in their facility, they are sold. They don't need to be convinced. They, they just know because they, they can not only uh, use and implement the technology ra- rather, uh, rather well and fast, relatively fast, but they also see uh, because you number talks. So they measure the performance. So speaking of all your forays into different industry uh, industries, the introduction of BioVera and the collaboration with Pasubio mark Modern Meadows' foray into the auto industry. Could you elaborate on the significance of this move and the expected impact on the automotive sector? So I think, uh, first of all, we're very proud to, 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 to partner with Pasubio, who is one of the top uh, material supplier in the automotive industry in, in Europe. Um, I think it is an important move for both because I think everybody realized that the automotive industry uh, is there to stay, but it needs to evolve further, right? And the European regulation uh, is now pushing everyone toward um, the elimination of combustion car um, in the next 20 years or so, 25 years or so. Um, Actually, no, 15 years or so. Um, And at that point, um, it would be surprising to have animal material if you want in your EV um, uh, and if you use 100% synthetic in your car again it's kind of counterintuitive considering that the objective is to reduce the carbon footprint right however the automotive industry it's not like they have been against it no um, partners like Pasubio have been against adopting alternative material it's just that there were no material that could at the same time perform and uh, be sustainable They've tried everything, every famous uh, disruptor in the field, every material that one could imagine, and they just don't work. Why? Because the automotive industry is one of the most demanding. You have a lot of wear and tear. A car needs to be beautiful for at least 15 years. Uh, The car is exposed to UV and high temperature and very low temperature, which requires, um, uh, it's, it's, it's painful for the material. The other thing is you want to make sure that it's not uh, it's not damaging to the health of the people who are in the car. So fogging or emission of chemical when you know the temperature goes uh, high in the car, um, you don't want that. Uh, you don't want people to burst into flame when there is a car crash, right? So this is a material that has so many requirements, both in terms of durability but also safety, that most of our competition has not passed. And when we provided BioVera to them, they were amazed and they were surprised. And actually, we are fast tracking 
uh, several, we're working with several car company and we are fast tracking and we should be in market in the car industry in 2026. So like the auto industry, are there any other industries that you are getting a foothold in or planning to? Uh, footwear, uh, footwear is another one. And, um, you know, any, anywhere from boots to, to sneakers. Um, most of us have many, many pairs in our closet. This is the type of, of uh, item that um, uh, is, consume, is consumed in, in large volume. Again, performance is important because you, you, you know, one doesn't realize, but walking around uh, creates a lot, of, a lot of tension on the shoe. And not a lot of material is good enough to, to make it to the shoe. So again, our, our, bio, our competition in, the, in the, the biomaterial space, they have not been able to deliver that. Um, again, with BioVera, we have, we're working with multiple um, very well-known company, and we will be able to announce them within, I want to say, three or four months um, on uh, introducing our material in the market by the end of 24, early 25. So there's been a lot of uh, backlash against sustainability, particularly in European nations uh, with a swing to the right and England, for instance, reneging on its uh, promise to meet its targets. Uh, what is your opinion on this backlash? Is there something need to be done to create awareness? Uh, how do you position yourself here? I think that it depends with who you talk and it depends, obviously, um, the agenda of, of at, the, at the country level, at the company level. Um, climate impact is, is, is there, everybody knows it. And we all have to work in the direction of minimizing our impact. The, our objective here at Monumento is to help develop a, a society that is both sustainable and secure. Um, and this is what we are all about. Um, now I think that there has been a backlash because a lot of people have promised a lot of things without creating a clear roadmap on how to get there. So there's a problem of credibility. There's a problem also of technology. It's not all technology is available to move forward faster, right? The final point is a, a simple one, which would be one would be surprised, but it's does just definition. Um, what is just what does sustainability mean? What does circularity mean? What does one would think it's a universal? They are universal terms, but they are not. And I think that there is a tremendous amount of trust now uh, that has been lost because of that abuse, use and abuse of those terms. So I think that we need to just face the reality. There is a problem. We need to solve it together. And we need to be honest in the way we approached it and, and saying to everybody, there is not a one hit and silver bullet. Um, and we all need to collaborate to bring a solution where the entire supply chain um, is engaged and improves. It doesn't mean that we will solve it within five years, but it needs to be better than what it is today. Why did you choose the word modern meadow for your company? Well, it was, uh, to be honest, it was not me. It was our founder, Andras. And uh, uh, for him, it was inspired when he was in China and realizing the impact of the uh, animal, um, you know, the bovine industry at large. And um, for him, it was a way to, to talk about sustainability in, in a modern way. Um, so the objective was uh, to be, quote unquote, green, not to say the word green, but to do it not in a not um, 1970s way, but using biotechnology in a very fundamental way to bring forward solution without um, making consumers or, or people feeling guilty. So our, again, our objective is to bring solution to move the entire economy in, in a direction that is more um, acceptable and less taxing on everyone. 
Right, so the last question for you is of a personal kind. What would you be doing in your life if not this? Um, I probably would find an, another way to have a, hopefully a positive impact.